Fibber, McGee, and Molly show. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber, McGee, and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. Within the next 20 seconds, a fire will break out somewhere in the United States. Lives may be lost, property damaged, homes or buildings destroyed. Yes, there are 4,600 fires in America each day of the year. They kill 11,000 persons and disfigure or severely burn thousands more. The unfortunate part of this picture is that most of these fires could have been avoided. For example, 90% of all fires which start in the home can be traced to human carelessness. By obeying a few simple rules of fire prevention from now on, you and I can protect ourselves and our families from this devastating menace. Rule one is, don't smoke in bed or discard lighted cigarettes carelessly. Rule two, clean out old newspapers, magazines, and other inflammable debris. Rule three, promptly repair defective wiring as soon as you notice it. Fires won't wait until tomorrow. Rule four, use only those cleaning fluids which will not burn. And last but not least, be careful with matches. Remember, it doesn't pay to gamble with fire. The odds are against you every time. The Wistful Vista Elks and their ladies ushered in the new year in fine style last night with dancing, food, and a big vaudeville show. We bring you now one of the stars of that show and his wife spending a quiet New Year's Day at home. And I tell you, dearie, when you rolled out there on that stage on that one-wheel bicycle playing your mandolin, they applauded so hard, I thought the roof was going to fall in. Yeah. When you rolled up to the edge of the orchestra pit and couldn't get the bicycle stopped, I thought you were going to fall in. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> if I hadn't leapt off the cycle and took a bow right quick, I'd have... I'll get it. 79 Whistle Vista, Molly McGee speaking. Ah, oh, Happy New Year to you too, Herb. Yeah, <laughs> it was quite an evening, wasn't it? Yes, he's here, Herb. For you again. You certainly made a hit last night. Well, Natch, an old showman like me. Bring the phone over here, will you, please? You're standing up and I'm tired. Yes, dearie. You want me to hold it to your ear, or can you manage that part yourself? No, I can hold it. Hello? Yeah, Herb? Well, I'm glad you like it, boy. Oh, it's just a little thing I whipped up after I watched a couple of acts and figured the show could stand a little class. You mean after you heard Dr. Gamble and Mr. Wimble go out there and tell all those horrible jokes you were planning to tell yourself? Yeah, well, he's a doctor, not an actor, Herb. He did us a great favor when he stole those jokes of yours. What'd you say, Herb? Oh, the finale? You mean while I was playing the Stars and Stripes forever? Oh, I, I couldn't tell you how I did that, Herb. That, that, that's a trade secret. Hey, how you did what, Derry? Just a minute, Herb. You know, when I closed with the Stars and Stripes Forever on the mandolin, Herb wants to know how I got them little American flags to come out of my ears on the last chorus. How did you do that? I've never been able to figure that What'd out. What'd you say, Herb? Oh, a friend of yours was there. Television? Well, now, tell him I appreciate the offer, Herb, but I'm too busy. What, dearie? What? What a while? What's this about television? A friend of Herb's was there last night and saw me do my act. Yeah, yeah. Well, he just bought a new television, and he wanted to know if I'd like to come over with Herb and watch the Rose Bowl game. Oh, but I'm too busy. Dear. Yeah, Herb. Oh, I got a million things to do around the house today. Well, tell him thanks. Maybe some other time. Yeah, goodbye. Nice guy, that Herb. That's the tenth call you've had today. Goodness, I'm proud of you, sweetheart. Well, thanks, Sissy. 
Tell me, how did you get those little flags to come out of your ears, anyhow? I'm sorry, Molly, but me and old Fred Nittany, the guy that him and me invented that whole routine, we made a solemn pact not to divulge any of the secrets of our act until 25 years after our death. <laughs> well, forgive me for asking. I had no idea it was so involved. Ah, it's okay. Oh, boy, I'm tired. We sure had fun last night, didn't we? Must have been 1 o'clock when we got home. One fifteen. I think that was the best affair the Elks Club ever had. Of course, the show was wonderful, especially your part. Oh, well. And the dance afterwards. Honestly, I never danced so much in my life. Did you see Dr. Gamble out there cutting a rug with Miss Callahan? Yeah, that poor girl looks scared to death. <laughs> you know, when old Fatso starts jitterbugging, he looks like a dump truck with busted brakes. <laughs> oh, I danced with him myself, you know. I thought the doctor was pretty graceful. Graceful? <laughs> like a hamstrung moose, he's graceful. Well, he... Say, weren't Teeny and the old-timer cute as the old year and the new year, though? Yeah. At midnight there, when they did that. Yeah, and the way Teeny kicked and hollered when her folks tried to get her to go home and go to bed. They had to chase her all over the Elks Club. <laughs> well, if you hadn't promised to go along with them and tell her a bedtime story, I don't think they'd have ever gotten her down off of that balcony. <laughs> if that's what the new year is going to be like, give me back the old. Well, he was pretty frisky, too. The old-timer, I mean. Did you see him doing the tango? He was dancing with three gals at once. I bet he's tired today. He really did overdo it. Somebody should have stopped him. Hmm. Did you ever stop a tornado? All you can do is run for cover till it wears itself out. And speaking of being wore out, I'm not getting up from this chair for a week. I feel like my mainspring is busted. If we were smart, we'd have come on home to bed after Teeny's house instead of going back to the dance. She's probably feeling bright and chipper this morning herself. Yeah, probably woke her folks up at daybreak banging on that drum she got for Christmas and hollering for me. Come in. Well, McGee looks like at the door with a snowball in one hand and a brand new sled in the other. Teeny? No. Hello there, kid. Oh. Hey, Johnny, how about coming out and doing a couple of belly flops down Oak Street Hill? We can use my sled. Oh, What's the matter with him, daughter? Well, we're a little tired from last night. What'd you do? Go night clubbing after the Elks Club shindig broke up? Oh, no. I didn't tell me. I'd have went with you, kids. I was just getting wound up when the musicians quit and went home. Oh. What music? What fun? What girls? What time is it? I gotta go meet Teeny and the kids. They're waiting for me at the top of the hill. <laughs> so long, kids. Happy New Year. What the heck was that? I think that was last night's tornado that hasn't worn itself out yet. <laughs> I don't know where he gets his pep because of his age. Back to Wispa Vista in a minute. The tradition of religious freedom and of religious worship in America goes back to the very founding of our country. The cornerstone of our Declaration of Independence is the statement that all men are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights. So in these days of world crisis, when our nation and all its citizens need spiritual strength and guidance, all of us should think again of what religion means to us and to our country. More than anything else, it is religious faith that protects our families, our homes, and our nation. It is religious faith that makes our way of life possible. And it is religious faith that makes that way of life worthwhile. During this month of January, people of many faiths are joining in a great Religion in American Life campaign. Wherever you are, whatever your faith may be, you are asked to join in this campaign. Be sure to attend and support the church or synagogue of your choice. Light their life with faith. Bring them to worship this week.
Yeah, Watson, we had a swell time. Horse Watson, kiddo. Yeah, great. Be sure and tell him what a nice job he did as MC last night. What'd you say, horse? My act. Oh, yeah, well, I'm glad you liked it, horse. Just a little something I whipped up before curtain time. Got a million routines, of course, I have. Tell him what a nice job he did as MC. Yeah, I and Fred Nittany, the guy that him and me had us an act together from Star Rock, Illinois, together in Vaudeville. We played all the top spots. Jerry, don't forget to tell him what a good MC he is. Yeah, that was I and Fred's old finale I finished with. Used to play my mandolin sitting on old Fred's shoulders while he rode the unicycle. What'd you say? The flags that come out of my ears? Oh, dear, here we go again. Oh, I'm sorry, horse. I'd like to tell you, but that's a trade secret. Can't give out any information on that on account of a pact I made with old Fred. Yeah, well, I'm glad you liked it, though. McGee, tell him what a good MC. Uh, just a minute, Watson. What's the matter, Molly? What is it? I said tell Mr. Watson what a fine job he did arranging the show and being the master of ceremonies. He was a stage manager and everything, you know. I think he'd like a little appreciation. Oh. Say, horse, before I hang up, I just wanted to say you did a good job yourself last night, too, though. Yeah, that's okay. Good. I think you done fine. Considering that you got no show business background like I have, and naturally you didn't know your foot from your fly off. I mean, like routining the show, you know. No real showman would ever put two musical acts together like that, but what the heck. You take a guy that he's a shoe clerk like you are and put him running a vaudeville show, and when you look at it that way, I think you did pretty good. Pretty darn good, boy. Yeah, because... Hello? Hello, horse. Hello? <laughs> Guess that flattery kind of embarrassed him. He hung up. Well, you did spread it on a little thick. Well, he deserved it. He worked pretty hard. I say, where's today's paper? Have you seen it? Yes, it just came a while ago. I'll get it. Watch the Christmas tree. Yeah. Oh, dear. Only two ornaments fell this time. We'll have to start thinking about taking this thing down soon. The needles are beginning to Plenty fall. Plenty of time for that, Molly. Gee whiz, we did a lot of work decorating that tree. Okay, okay. Here's the paper. Thanks. Hey, look at that, will you, kiddo? Sure looks funny. Not a picture of you with those American flags coming out of your ears while you play. No, it. no, I mean this date up here. January 1st, 1954. Look at that four. Doesn't it look funny? <laughs> it sure does. Yes, this is the first day of the new year. You make it sound like the new scoop of the century. Ah, yes, a new day dawns. A new clean slate lies ahead of us, unmarked and unblemished. And by this time next year, thereupon will be written the future of our spinning universe in bold, clear letters. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm thirsty. <laughs> you got a glass of root beer? There's some in the icebox. See who it is, Molly. I'm so tired I Come can... Come in. Well, Dr. Gamble. Hello, my dear. Hi, Doc. Too bad you didn't get here sooner. You just missed a bit of homespun philosophy that would have spun you around and sent you home talking to yourself. Well, if he's in a philosophical mood, maybe I better not stay. He's bad enough when he's... You here. ought to wonder whether to come into my house or not, you big chiseler. You joke stealer. Me? I don't know what you mean. Sit down, Doctor. Look at that innocent look on that putty puss of his, Molly. Huh. Doctor, I've been wounded deeply. To think that you, my nearest, dearest, and fattest friend, would steal my act at the Elks Club. Steal ten of my best jokes so that you and Wimple could go out there and tell him before I got a chance to. So I had to do a whole new act. I don't know how to thank you, Doctor. Well, believe me, kids, I learned my lesson. When Whipple walked out there and I asked him where he was going with those Coca-Colas and he said he was taking the case to court, <laughs> but they'd kill us. <laughs> <laughs> and when he came back with his step letter and said he was taking the case to a higher court, they should have. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I've learned that crime doesn't pay. Ah, oh, you guys just didn't do them right, Doc. you got to be actors, boy, that's all. 
Now you take me and old Fred Nittany. We used to get laughed with that stuff all the time. In 1923, maybe. But this is 1953. 54, Molly. A new year is here. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's hard to get used to it. 365 new days. Yeah. I wonder what this new year is going to bring us. Good? Bad? What? Well, let's hope it brings peace and happiness. Let's hope that this year all the people of the world can come to a better understanding of each other's problems. Yeah. Because if this new year can bring to all of us a new faith in the future, a new tolerance for our fellow man, and a little more love for each other, this could be the greatest new year of our lives. Fibber and Molly will be right back. How about it? Have you broken any New Year's resolutions yet? Well, if you haven't, don't worry about it. There are still 364 days left in 1954. Plenty of time to shatter all those resolutions you've been badgered into making for the new year. Of course, we hope you can be the exception and keep all your resolutions this year. Especially if you have resolved to work more enjoyment into your life in 1954. One way we'd like to help out with such a resolution as that is to send along to you the very finest of all radio entertainment on the NBC radio network. During 1953, NBC spent millions of dollars to bring you an improved program schedule. And during 1954, we will continue to bring you the finest of the available radio programs. So accept our invitation to be our guests whenever you want wonderful radio entertainment throughout this new year, whether it be comedy, music, adventure, news, or drama. Just set your dial to the spot where you hear the familiar three NBC chimes. Your invitation to the best in listening. Ladies and gentlemen, Molly and I would like to wish all of you a very happy new year. Good night. Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. This is John Wall inviting you to be with us again next Monday night for another visit with Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Now laugh with Can You Top This on the NBC Radio Network.